0: Hello, beauties. I just want to start this episode off by saying a huge thank you to all of you who slid into my DMs over the last couple weeks to send your support and love since I released the episode with Dr. Eamon, where I got really real and vulnerable about my journey with mental health. And so while I'm much more comfortable being on the supporting side, the coaching side, being the one who gets to hold up the light. It's really cool when the tables turn and you realize, oh my gosh, I just have the most amazing community who is tuned into this show and who is following along on social. So I felt all of your support. I thank you so much. And I'm also really happy to report that I think some of the tools I've been using and the practices I've been doing... They're working, people. I feel like the cloud is lifting. I woke up the last two days with no anxiety for the first time in months. And so I'm celebrating this week. I'm acknowledging the steps that I've taken, the work that I've put in, and I'm just feeling so, so, so grateful to my entire support network. I know there's going to be highs and lows and that this path is by no means linear, but hey, when things are feeling good, we're going to celebrate that over on this show because you know we have to work for those moments. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. And I want to start this episode off by all also encouraging you to take a moment to celebrate a win or to acknowledge something that is going well. We usually do the checkup from the neck up, checking in with how you're doing. And today I'm just gonna encourage you to channel that into looking for something right now in this moment or that's happened in the past week that has gone well. Even when we're in the most challenging of times, even when there's grief there or pain or heartache or stress or overwhelm, there's also always, always, always things that we can be grateful for. So looking for those little things right now or the big things, jotting it down in your phone, sharing it with somebody that you love, or just speaking it through to yourself. Today's episode is going to be all about accomplishing our goals, our dreams, the shifts we want to make in our life, and we're going to talk about a strategy to support you in getting there. I don't know about you, but I have this tendency to set really big goals and then feel really disappointed and to be really hard on myself when they don't come to fruition right away. So everything that I'm preaching today and talking about today are things that I'm working on as well. I want you to think about whether or not there's an area of your health and wellness where you want to create change, but you just can't seem to do it consistently. What's an area of your health and wellness where you want to create change, but you just can't seem to do it consistently? And you know that I'm a health coach, but for me, health is so holistic. So Our career and our relationships and our spirituality, all of these things tie into our health and wellness. So it doesn't have to just be like, I need to move my body more. There are so many things that could fall under this category or that could align with this question. So just noticing what bubbles up when I ask the question, what are your mind, body, and soul asking for right now? What are your mind... Body and soul asking for right now. Just tune in and listen. Maybe you notice that you need to slow down. Maybe you need to go to bed earlier. Maybe it would feel good to keep your space a little more tidy. Maybe it is moving your body or choosing foods that will offer long term fuel versus always grabbing those quick pleasure hits. Maybe it's time for a career change. Maybe you're being called to write a book, or maybe it's setting boundaries with people in your life. So just noticing what bubbles up. What are your mind, body, and soul asking for right now? Maybe you just need a nap. I don't know. Whatever bubbles up is right. It's perfect. There's no wrong, right or wrong way to do this right now. So what's interesting is that when we take a moment to tune in, so often we're really clear on what it is that we need. But we get stuck on executing it. We get stuck on bringing it to fruition. And it's not because you're lazy or it's not because you're not smart enough or it's not because you haven't tried hard enough or you're doing it wrong. 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with that. And we'll talk about why we get stuck. But how it can present when we know what we need to do but we're not doing it is it can look like... Starting and really committing and then stopping and falling right off the bandwagon and then starting and stopping and starting and stopping. Notice if that's a pattern you fall into. For some, raising my hand right here, it looks like burnout. For others, it can be this constant state of overwhelm and anxiety. You know, you're trying to do all the things all at once, a feeling of being out of control that can lead to anxiety. And for others, it's the opposite, it's actually freezing feeling like you can't do anything or you can't move forward. There's almost a bit of a cap on your energy tank. And sometimes that can start to present as depression because we're stagnating. So here's the thing. Making change in any area of your life, even if it's something that seems simple like drinking more water, requires an incredible amount of time, energy, Resources, being conscious and aware in the moment. And we have to be incredibly patient and persistent. I don't know about you, but patient and persistent are not two of my strongest qualities. I want what I want now. (laughs) And I think a lot of us have kind of become conditioned in that way because everything is so accessible. And we can order things on Amazon that arrive just the next day. So we've been trained to want and crave and to believe that we're supposed to be able to get everything that we want right when we need it. But patience and persistence are two qualities that I'm really working on cultivating and honing in on because I'm starting to see that they might be a key aspect to actually getting to where I wanna get to. Entry anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash rawbeautytalks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash rawbeautytalks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L So let's circle back and talk about why it can be so difficult to achieve and accomplish the things that we want most in life. Why is it that we know what we need to do, but we don't actually execute on it? The thing is that there is a reason why you are where you are right now. There's something that is keeping you there, something about the space that you are in right now feels safe. Maybe from a logical standpoint, when you really think about it, that doesn't make sense. But at a subconscious level, and our subconscious is really what steers the ship, part of you believes that it is safer where you are now than where it is that you want to be. I want to give you a couple of examples of this. After having... James, Scott and I got into this routine of watching TV every night. You know, we were exhausted by the end of the day. I feel like my brain was working at a fraction of the capacity that it normally does. And so I would pull out my computer and we would I would do a little bit of work, we would watch a show. I mean, we were getting up a lot in the night at this stage, so we just didn't have the energy to do too much else. And as James got older, I realized, wow, we're really stuck in this pattern of watching TV every night. And TV doesn't actually fulfill me at all. In fact, I'm not even really watching the TV. I'm half working. I'm half watching the TV. And like a small fraction of me also feels like it's good quality time for Scott and I, even though it's not quality time at all. There were so many other things that... If I was really being thoughtful about it, I would be doing instead of that. But as I started looking at why is it that we're repeating this action that actually isn't driving me any closer to where I want to be, I realized that it did feel like there was an opportunity to connect with Scott in that moment. And I was worried that by stopping that habit, that we would disconnect, that we wouldn't have that time in the day that was just for us. Now, when I really stepped back, I could see very clearly that this wasn't actually quality time, (laughs) that we, you know, were barely talking or connecting during this moment. And while it was nice to just sit beside each other, that isn't actually the type of quality time that I want in my relationship with him. And so Digging a little bit deeper helped me understand why it was that I was carrying out the same activity day in, day out, even though it wasn't serving me in any real way. As soon as we become clear as to why subconsciously we're sticking within these patterns, it becomes a lot easier to break them. I was able to have that conversation with Scott being like, okay, we're out of the baby fog bubble that we've been in. And I think it's time for me to implement some new habits in the evening. Like I want to start reading again and I want to meditate. And I also would just love to have a quick check-in with you for 20 minutes every night where we actually sit and talk without having the TV on. And so from there, we were able to move forward and start to create some shifts. But look at how much thought and processing was required to understand why it was that I kept going back to sitting on the couch watching TV every night. So the simplest things whether it's, you know, cleaning up your space or eating a healthier breakfast or watching less TV have a lot there's a lot happening under the hood that are guiding us to where we are in the current moment. So I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. What feels safe about the space that you are in right now? What feels safe about the habits that you're living out right now or the routine that you're living out right now? And safety can look like comfort. It can look like pleasure in the short term, even if it results in more pain in the long term. So what feels pleasurable about what you're doing right now? I mean, with things like TV or that yummy food that gives us the instant hit is in the moment, it feels really good. In the moment, it feels safe because it's comfortable. In the moment, it brings us joy. But in the long run, it causes more pain than pleasure sometimes. Of course, there's always room for that stuff a little bit. It's just when we move into habitual patterns around it. So what feels safe about this space? What feels safe about the relationships that you hold right now? What feels safe about the routine that you have when work finishes, your bedtime routine? And then if you think about changing at all, what feels scary about creating change? What could go wrong if you were to create change? What feels vulnerable about change? Maybe you want to get out to move your body a little bit more in the evenings, but you're worried that people might look at you. Or you're worried about whether or not you'll actually be able to do that run, or to get through that walk. When we really start to examine at a deeper level the patterns and habits and behaviors that we're exhibiting every day, we can start to see that part of us believes that there is safety, connection, comfort in doing things the way that we are. And so we don't have to judge ourselves for being where we are right now. We don't have to judge ourselves how things played out or how they happened. Instead, we can recognize that we were doing the best that we could with the information that we had based on our past experiences. We were doing the best that we could to keep ourselves safe. And from that space, we can also talk to that part of ourselves and let it know that we appreciate all the work it's been doing to keep us safe, to keep us connected, to keep us comfortable but that it's time to upgrade the system, that it's not actually doing the things that we want it to do. And so we're going to try out some new things. We're gonna experiment. We're gonna leave the comfort zone for a little bit to check out some other ways of doing things. We can be really gentle with ourselves in the process, recognizing that whenever we are asking for or opening the door for change, it can be uncomfortable. It can result in us disconnecting from those that we care about and love momentarily. We're being required to face fears, to release trauma. And that is a lot of work. There's a lot to unpack as we transform and shed these old systems and ways of being that no longer support us. The key to reaching our goals And creating sustainable change as a result is actually taking tiny steps versus big leaps. But the first thing I want is for everyone to just acknowledge how much energy it truly takes to create change. We are all capable of it, but we've got to go about it in a way that's actually going to work and with expectations that are going to allow us the space and the time to form these new habits. Let's talk about tiny steps by looking at something called the Zorro effect or the Zorro circles. The concept of Zorro circles is a metaphor for how we can achieve our goals or create lasting change by tackling the challenges that we face one by one. When Zorro first started out, he was this Little guy with no focus, no control. He wanted to do too much too quickly. I am personally relating hard to Zoro. <laughs> My mom, if she's listening right now, is nodding her head. Yes, this is Aaron, wanting to do too much too quickly. Zoro's training began with the drawing of a single circle in the sand. His teacher, Don Diego, told Zorro that his entire world now existed within this one tiny circle in the sand, and he had to master what was inside of it before he could move on to the next circle. Through time and dedication, Zorro mastered circle by circle, and as he learned how to command his emotions, he began to understand and utilize his skills. He eventually had the ability to accomplish his goal. In this case, in the story of Zorro, his goal was to take on this massive army. So he he did have a big goal, and he really started with this one small circle. What's interesting is actually looking at the psychology of why this idea of tackling small circles one at a time works for us as human beings. So when we look at what humans require in order to feel safe, we need a feeling of control. Now, what's interesting is that we don't actually have to have control. We just have to perceive that we have control. And even if we sense that we have a small amount of control, psychologists have found that our levels of productivity, happiness, and health are all greatly impacted. So when we're in a situation where there's a lot of change happening, we often feel like we're losing control. The more change that's occurring, the greater the sense of loss of control is. So while we're aiming for big change, if we can create that sense of control, that perception of control along the way, we're less likely to move from a space in our mind where everything's being run by our logical brain or a cognitive part of our brain to the emotional brain. When the emotional side of the brain takes over, (laughs) then we're going to be operating from a completely different place. And in a space of change, that's often when we start to feel really stressed out or overwhelmed. When we're stressed out and overwhelmed, the immediate tendency is to draw back into the comfort zone, which is why so often when we're trying to create change, we find ourselves right back to where we began. It's like our emotional brain has hijacked the logical brain and pulls us and all of our behaviors and actions back to a space of comfort that it has known before. So if we really want to succeed at taking over the army, or cleaning our room, or showing up to move our body, we have to create a perception of control within our mind so that our emotional brain feels safe, supported, and isn't going to hijack the whole show. going back to the question that I asked earlier, what are your mind, body, and soul asking for right now? Again, noticing what bubbles up, maybe thinking about something that you've worked towards in the past. Pick one thing. Maybe it's going to bed earlier, meditating, doing some breath work, drinking more water, moving your body, Having a conversation with your boss, looking at different career options. Maybe you want to move across the country. I mean, there can be so many different things here. Whatever bubbles up for you is right for you. All right, we're going to go back to high school drama here for a second. And I want you to imagine yourself standing in the sand. You are Zorro and you're setting out to accomplish or achieve this goal that you have. Can you feel yourself there right now? All right, now we're flipping the script and I want you to embody Don Diego, drawing the first circle around Zorro in the sand. If you were Don Diego, what would that first circle represent? What is the first task or action or behavior that you need to tackle, that you need to master before moving on to the next circle? Perhaps it's simply imagining yourself doing this activity, drinking the water, going for the run, standing up on a stage. Perhaps it is simply imagining yourself doing it, practicing it in your mind. Maybe it's setting your alarm five minutes earlier and mastering getting up five minutes earlier. Perhaps it's setting that glass out by the sink At night, So that when you get up in the morning, you see it there and it's the reminder to drink the water. So setting the glass out on the counter before you go to sleep is the first circle. Or maybe it's putting on your running shoes after dinner every night, putting your running shoes out as a reminder that you're going for that 10 minute walk. So what is the first circle that you are going to master? What is the second circle? that you will master. And then the third. Now we're not going to put a timeline on this. We're not setting smart goals here. This is a little bit different because as we talked about, there's so much that might bubble up as you start to create these changes. There are emotional components, behavioral components. There might be conversations with people that you love that have to occur as we're working through these different circles. So we can't say how long it will take to master the first circle. Remember, we're giving ourselves time and patience and a whole lot of self-compassion because we know that part of us feels safe staying in that first circle for the rest of our life we also know that our heart and our mind and our body and our soul are ready to expand far beyond that circle. So I want you to jot down what your goal is, what your changes that you want to make in your life. And then I want you to identify what the first six circles will be in the process of getting there. Remember though, along the way, That life is happening for you right now. The journey to getting to this final destination, that is the final destination. The journey, the journey is the final destination. So don't forget along the way to search for moments of awe and to acknowledge the wins that you're creating each and every day in the same way that we did at the very start of today's episode. Mastering these circles, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to feel comfortable. Some of the circles you might breeze through and other ones you feel stuck on them for a long time. And let me tell you, you are not alone in that. All of us are standing in our own little circles, fighting our own little battles, growing, shifting, and changing together in our own ways on our own schedules, and at our own time. So remembering that you have everything you need to move from circle to circle. My greatest joy as a coach is supporting people in transforming their habits and behaviors so that they can find freedom from that little confined circle to step out into the big arena. I mean, that's why I do what I do every single day. So I am here providing Tips and tools and support, coaching for anybody who feels like they need it. I'm so excited to have two free webinars as well that I'm now offering. So for anybody who is struggling with their relationship with food and their body, maybe one of your first steps is just signing up for my five steps to food and body freedom webinar. And showing up for that. Step one, signing up. Step two, circle two is showing up and tuning in. For anybody who is struggling with anxiety right now, oh my goodness, we are so excited to have partnered with Dr. Michelle Cambolis and the two of us recently hosted a coaching session on anxiety reduction and transcending anxiety. So for those of you who are my anxiety sisters, maybe it's signing up for one of those webinars and showing up for one of those webinars. I'll make sure that the links to those two webinars are down below for you. We offer tons of guidance and tools in each of those webinars to support you wherever you're at right now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm cheering you on and I can't wait to hear what resonated most with you. Take what works for you. Take what sticks and lands. Throw the rest into the wind and I will see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app, And share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.